This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Angel Rose and Ahanu. Saturday, San Diego morning. It's been terribly hot here the last week, Ahanu, and uh, those Santa Ana winds, when they come a-blowing, they bring the heat with them, and I can't wait till it's over. Supposedly, it's supposed to be a little cooler today. And I hope so, because we will be out frolicking in the fun at our granddaughter's birthday party today in Encinitas. And Hanu, she is hiring a an, an exotic animal woman to come to all these little children and bring snakes and monkeys and alligators. What do you think of all that, Hanu? I know, it's going to be crazy fun, for sure. And when you speak about the Santa Ana winds, it seems the winds of change are coming all over, all over the world, to all people everywhere. And it's those winds of change that we're going to speak about today by way of how we can use these changes to catalyze us into growth and awareness. But yes, there is always time for fun, always, always time for grandchildren. And we look forward to that immensely today. You just have to have a play day every now and then, Ahana, where you just put all the work aside and you go eat pizza and cake, you know, things that you're not supposed to eat. And you just uh, listen to the laughter of children who, of course, have no awareness of any of that. They're just totally in the present moment having fun. We need to be reminded of that periodically, don't we? Yes, we do indeed. All right, Angel Rose, so that we will not be delayed today, let's get us started into our huge discussion today on the catalyzing, uh, unless you have some announcements you want to make first. Well, there are announcements, Ahano. There's mm. plenty of announcements. There are. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have to announce your your new book again, The Reincarnation of Columbus. And I need to tell our listeners that it is an enthralling book. It's uh, out now on Amazon.com and also from The Reincarnation of Columbus.com. And Ahano, on some show, we should really discuss the content of your book because it is a very important topic. It deals with grief of in loss and how you get through that and how you you eventually come around to see the, you know, the different awakenings in your life, the different periods that, that catalyze you, as our subject of today, catalyze you into uh, movement or you could either go up or down or both, uh, in a, in a situation such as what you're going to be describing in your book. And, um, so it's, we really should talk about it at some point. We should make time because it is an important thing. Well, Angel Rose, it's funny you should bring that up right now because in my mind over the last few days was the very idea of possibly doing a kind of, um, an author reading per chapter, or in other words, allowing a chapter to be downloaded, almost like a, an audio book, but split up into sections. You know, like they used to do years ago, where you'd listen to a radio program, and each week you'd get a different segment or a different section. 
And I think I'd like to do that. That sounds like such an exciting thing to do. And people could listen to it over a period of time. That sounds very well. Wow. Very, that sounds like a lot of fun. I used to love those radio shows. You and I, we had one in Ireland that we used to listen to on Sunday mornings. Do you remember that one? What was the name of it? Do you remember? Oh, oh I can't. But they tell a story. It was an hour-long program, and they it would be uh, a radio program, a story. It was fantastic. Yeah, I can't remember it, but it, it it reminds me, now that you say it, about one in Ireland years ago called the Kennedys of Castle Ross. And it was on at lunchtime, and I used to come home from school for my lunch. And that was the thing, believe it or not, as a school-going child, it was one of the things that I used to look forward to, moving into the, the adult's domain of listening to radio. <laughs> but it was so gripping that each week, there was some great bit of excitement that you couldn't miss, you know. It was and it was always left, of course, on a cliffhanger. And this is the great way of keeping people engaged. And uh, I hope that my book would do that. Certainly, it is very engaging. And uh, you know, you need to be prepared for the huge emotional aspect of it because it is it it really is very very heavily emotionally engaged. And certainly in the first half of the book. But as it progresses, of course, we look towards growing in awareness and learning from these experiences. And that's the key to the whole thing. So, yeah. So let's get the announcements, Angel Rose. All right. So that's your book, The Reincarnation of Columbus.com. My own book, my second book in the Honest to God series will be out. at. The, well, it actually is out. It's on Amazon.com as we speak. And that is the nature of reality. And that can be sought after at the nature of reality dot info if you would like a copy a signed copy by me that's where you would go to order uh anyway that will be you know the transcripts of a lot of our groups from sunday that deal with reality in all its forms and that's quite interesting also all right really quick too we are teaching an advanced healing class in the middle of May, I believe it's the 18th and 19th of May. No, 17th and 18th. Sorry about that. In San Diego, we're going to be teaching uh, a form of psychic surgery called psychic laser therapy. It's quite an advanced healing technique and works with um, the things that are in people's energy fields and the stuff they've carried with them that's not serving them. So it's in a form of etheric surgery that I've done for many, many, many years, and I will be passing that on to people who want to <clears throat> either build on their existing healing business or learn it themselves. So do contact me at angelrose at angelrose.com if you're interested in that course. Also, uh, we will be teaching our Akashic Records workshop in Ireland in July on uh i don't forgot the dates it's the middle of july in a castle in kilkenny called butler house and it'll be a wonderful wonderful weekend so if you want to give yourself a wonderful treat and a vacation pop over to ireland in july and take part in that workshop we'll be doing a lot of high frequency uh occurrences and learning to get into the records and practicing with each other of course so that'll be a wonderful time and, well, anyway, I don't, I'm going on and on, Ahana. We have two more classes, but we will email those. We will be beginning our transformational writing course uh, 
in June. It'll be a five-week course on Monday nights from uh, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific time. And that will be designed to help you to know yourself better. So we have all those coming up. And another Akashic Record workshop also here in San Diego in June. But we will be passing that info. All right, Ahano, I think that's it for the announcements. All right, now what's driving this, what's pushing all of this is really interesting because several weeks ago we did an Akashic Record session called Marijuana and Ayahuasca. And of course it was no surprise that that suddenly became one of the most popular downloads in our huge collection of Akashic Records sessions. Now, we can understand from the 3D level and the society that we live in that this would be popular. But I often wondered too, why would something like this be so popular? Why would something of this nature appeal to a wide range of people? And we started asking this question and it drove our session today on what are the stimulants that we use for spiritual growth? What are the catalyzing forces that bring us to understanding more about ourselves, more about our world, and more about God source. So we decided that we would run this little session, this this show this morning, really to ask that question. And the two questions that really moved us to try and address this morning was, why do we use drugs, and not only drugs, of course, other stimulants, and they would include the likes of sex or clothing or drama in our lives or whatever stimulants that we use to catalyze us into growth. And how does this catalyzing work? And do we all need to be catalyzed from the outside in order to grow and evolve? So Angel Rose has gone into the Akashic Records earlier this morning and found the answers to those. And I have to say, I had to end up transcribing them, emailing them to myself because I found them to be so profound. So go ahead, Angel Rose. Well, let me back up a little bit and give a little more info on why we <clears throat> were asking those questions. Because when we did the topics, like you say, on marijuana and ayahuasca, and we also did a topic-specific uh, session on the DNA, and we were actually, we what? We were actually looking at uh, the whole process of evolving and growing and how species evolve through their biology, how we are in an opportunity now in this time period for accelerated stimulation by the cosmic forces. So we were kind of looking at the whole idea of stimulation in general, and we were curious if we ourselves as a species and a consciousness need to wait until like powerful cosmic forces come through to activate our DNA, to stimulate us, or, you know, some of the stuff in the past. You need a meteorite to fall to the earth, releasing all sorts of uh, elements and compounds in order for that to catalyze the stimulation. Do we need radiation to come to us, to uh, catalyze us? And what about the foods we eat? You know, do more live foods 
stimulate you and catalyze you? Does it change your consciousness? Um, what about all the various techniques that are out there? Meditation techniques, visualization techniques, all of these things that we use to move us forward, not to mention all of the various healing modalities that are out there today to stimulate change in us and everything else. So we got to be very curious about that. We thought, gee, are, are we just always dependent on external things to cause us to grow? And certainly other people cause us to grow as well. Our relationships are a big part of it. Our creativity, our business, our art, our music, um, we all get affected by all of those things that are around us. So, you know, what about the earth changes now and the storms that people are going through? What about the viruses that are out there and all of that? So it made me think, like, are we just completely at the mercy uh, for our growth and for our catalyzation on outside forces? That's what made us ask the question. What do you what do you think initially about that, Ahano? Because certainly in our DNA topic we were looking at a very slow process of evolution um as a species. In other you in other words, we found out in that session that the human race really has not changed much in, you know, millions or perhaps even billions of years. We've we have the same form uh, our consciousness hasn't really shifted that much because we're still uh, at war with people. We, you know, we're still very judgmental. We still haven't learned how to what it really means to completely love ourselves or love others. And our obviously our environment is, you know, in in jeopardy now and all sorts of things. So, if you look at the evolution of the human species, it doesn't look like we've changed. And it even re reminds me, too, Ahanu, of our famous deceased show that we had last week where we we had talked to Harriet Tubman, remember? And she yes. said, you yes. know, that we all haven't changed that much in terms of slavery That's and right. how we enslave each other. So, in a way, to look at all of this realistically, because <clears throat> there are so many channelings out there today where they talk about evolving to you know 12 strands 22 strands or more of dna and you know they promise this rapid instant magical acceleration of dna but as you and i both know it's only now well first of all we were told that we can evolve to a 12 strand potential and that's it in, in our current human form, the whole 22-strand idea is kind of a fallacy. But it, it was very, kind of a bit of a wake-up call because Source was basically showing us the actual practicality of evolution. And it's only now, it's only now that we're in these cosmic forces and we do see people uh, waking up in their consciousness. We're watching all sorts of hidden agendas being exposed people are starting to um, look at all sorts of things that we have believed for millions of years all sorts of religious dogma all sorts of government things we've accepted 
the way we judge others, the, the way we do punishment, the way we do money. I mean, all of it is changing and being exposed right now. And, and so to me, and not to mention all the new children that are being born with these exceptional gifts and they're coming in psychically aware and remembering God, remembering their other lives, you know, incredible art ability, physical dexterity, uh, musical, you know, geniuses, all sorts of things. So we are witnessing right now an evolution of the human. But look how long it's taken. Well, this is, of course, the age-old problem that each we we supposedly are some people believe in reincarnation we keep coming back to improve and to evolve and to grow and it's questionable whether that has been happening over the last several thousand years but certainly i do feel the winds of change as i mentioned in the beginning and it's not just me it's all over the world people are rising up into their own self-awareness, their, their, the bigger selves, not just the small self, not the alter ego, not that small controlled citizen who has to do what they're told and go to war when told and pay taxes and obey. It's not that type of awareness I'm talking about. It's the, per, it's the person who, who feels that connection with God's source, who feels the connection with all life everywhere, who feels that there is much more to this, that this is not meant to be struggle-oriented. And it's that kind of growth of awareness that I feel is happening all over the world. And it's not just in one section of the community, or not just in one country, or it's not just one color or creed. It's all over. It's everybody is beginning to awaken to this bigger picture. Now, I think at this stage, too, our audience will know that and will be aware of that. So we're preaching to the choir in a sense. But what we're getting at here, though, is... A lot of us are still entrenched in the stimulants, in the stimulation. In other words, we need something to kind of catalyze us. And a lot of people, unfortunately, have used the artificial stimulants like drugs or movies or cinemas or iPods or whatever it might be. Whatever it is, it always seems to be external to us. It might be music, or it might be sex, or it might be something else, alcohol or whatever. But it seems to be that we need this external stimulus in order for us to eventually arrive at some place that says, why do I need this? Why am I dependent on this? Why do I need somebody else to tell me that they love me or to feel that I'm loved? Or why do I need some other stimulant or hallucinogen or alcoholic stupor to kind of catalyze me into this knowing that I'm already connected. So it's with that in mind that we actually explored this whole area of the catalyzation. And I found it fascinating because I'm going to ask Angela Rose to read what she actually downloaded this morning because I have to say that it really summed it all up very, very quickly for us. So, Angela Rose, would you do that? Sahano, then the show is over because <laughs> no, I just I'm teasing you. Yes, we um and of course we were asking it of ourselves as well because you know, I do a lot of readings as people know, a lot of Akashic Record consultations. And inevitably though, you always get the relationship questions. 
And I had a person call yesterday who uh, was concerned about her marriage because the passion had gone out. And this is a one of the examples of stimulation that we rely on, you know, in relationships. We rely on a certain sense of attraction and a certain sense of, you know, is the sex good? Does the person challenge me, as you you are familiar with, you know? Um, does your partner continually challenge you? Are you growing? And and this is why relationships break up because someone gets bored, someone feels they're not being stimulated or challenged enough in one way or the other, they're not getting their needs met. And so this is that's one example where we see evidence of a constant need to be uh, entertained, let's just say, or catalyzed. So we found this phenomena, as we were talking about this yesterday, quite interesting because of all of the various ways that we feel we need to keep moving or keep, uh, you know, even though a lot of our idea of movement and growth uh, is, is illusory, really, because we are relying, like you mentioned, on outside things to entertain us, to keep us interested, to keep us having a sense of adventure. We get bored, so we, you know, we watch TV, we, you know, we drink. We do the same stuff over and over and over and over again. And yet when you really measure consciousness growth, you know, is it really changing? So we did go into the Akashic Records today. And as usual, whenever we have questions like this, we go to source because source always seems to give us answers that we never expect. So I said the prayer this morning and I immediately saw this beautiful violet light appear in the room. And uh, the question was, why do we use drugs or other stimulants to catalyze us into growth? I also want to say part of the reason we're not really attacking drugs. But we were having a conversation about drugs in, in this reason, and I will tell you this story. Right now, it does seem like people are using a lot of ayahuasca. It seems to be the new fad that everybody's uh, going on trips with ayahuasca. And ayahuasca, for those who don't know, is uh, it's a particular plant uh, that Somehow they prepare in a particular way. I believe it ends up being a liquid and people drink it, I think. Okay, and then they have a hallucinogenic experience. It is supposed to reconnect you to Mother Earth predominantly. Okay, but what we have heard about it is that it also will bring up anything that you haven't healed. So... This is one effect of this particular type of hallucinogen. But we do know in religions and cultures all around the world, a lot of them have used um, certain hallucinogens. You know, for the Native Americans, it's peyote. Uh, for uh, the, We heard rumors that the ancient Jews would use mushrooms. <clears throat> so it seems like this is a common thing in spiritual and religious traditions to use some sort of substance to put you into a visionary experience so that you have an experience of a deeper connection to source. So this is the reason we put the drugs in there. 
All right, and here's the answer. Again, the question was, why do we use drugs and other stimulants to catalyze us into growth? <clears throat> the answer we got from source was, it's because we have all forgotten what life is all about. We are trying to remember the truth of ourselves. It's like being lost at sea without a compass. Once you start believing in the alter ego as yourself, you perceive yourself to be disconnected from the flow of life. It is really all about becoming aware of your connection. Your connection to God's source has never gone anywhere. It is all one giant movement. If we could just relax and allow ourselves to be in the flow of this giant movement without resistance, we would become the magnificence of which you have so often spoken of. There would be no desire to be anything else other than all of it. Everything you would look upon, every person, every flower, every tree, you would recognize as being part of you. That you are it and it is you. Once again, you would become very aware of the vastness of everything. It is little minds that desire to remember. Lost souls who believe they are all alone, longing for reconnection to me. This is why hallucinogens are used. This is why all techniques are used to help people reconnect when all that is really needed is to be willing to stop believing that you are a separate, distinct identity of your own design. This is what has gotten everyone into trouble. This is what causes wars and sufferings in the world. Even to believe that you are somehow separate and distinct from me is an error. You look out of distorted eyes and see division everywhere. You pick and choose what you accept and deny. You accept some things and cast other things away, not realizing it is all one thing. You are the relationship to everything and it to you. You will not have peace or no love until you understand this. Only then will you have embraced life. You need to comment on that. Okay. So then we went to another question. We said, how does this catalyzing work? Do we all need to be catalyzed from outside to grow and evolve? Once again, Source has said, it's all one action. There is no outside yourself. We are all ebbing and flowing with the flow of life. The error is in thinking that you have a separate identity. We are looking at pure consciousness. We are a focal point of consciousness but consciousness nonetheless. It's all one relationship. Think of it like this. It's why we use the example of stars in the sky. Consider that all diversity is like stars in the sky. They are really all made of the same thing. They are just focal points of attention. 
The fact that consciousness can be aware of itself is part of the magic of life. So do we get stimulated from outside forces? You are in an ebb and flow of all life everywhere. It is one giant movement of consciousness and all consciousness affects all consciousness. Everything that happens to the universe catalyzes. We catalyze it and it catalyzes us. There is no separation or division. There is no universe outside of you. The problem comes when we believe that we are somehow apart or separated from this flow. As soon as we do that, we are no longer in the flow. We are in resistance to it. This is when you begin to perceive yourself as small and distinct, thus making everything about you much more difficult and struggle-oriented. You've taken yourself out of the flow and the magic of life. When we talk about dissolving the alter ego, or small sense of self, we do it because it is an error or distortion, a correction to be made in our thinking, so that we can come back into the flow of the universe. There is nothing happening outside of ourselves. We are all one giant movement of life. The single points of consciousness, because they can become self-aware, can affect the flow of consciousness, the way it moves and coalesces. Once you start to realize what I'm saying, you are in the flow of love. You are in the heartbeat of creation. You become aware of yourself as the vast universe moving and flowing, realizing and becoming, growing and breathing in the action of creation. It's all one action, you see. There is no separate evolution by which you define yourself. But there is a greater and greater awareness and immersion into the flow of everything. Now, that was very beautiful, very beautiful. And it's why I wanted you to read it, Angel Rose, because I certainly was inspired by it. But also, it sets me thinking about what you said there, and especially in the area of relationships, when you mentioned about one might catalyze the other. And when they are catalyzing each other positively, there is the stimulation, there is the motivation, there is the, uh, what do you call it, the passion and then when one is not stimulating or catalyzing the other, then you have stagnation. So it seems as long as we stay in the belief that there is somebody or something else outside of ourselves that we need in order to be stimulated or in order to have passion, then we will stay stuck in that cycle. Now, I'm not saying at all that we don't need other people. That's not at all what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that the self-sovereignty part of it, the part that, that recognizes that we are connected completely and totally and wholly in God, then we can have that relationship with somebody else that 
builds on that, that helps that grow, that completes the picture for us. In other words, it's not that we need somebody else to help us connect to God. We must do that ourselves. And the stimulation part of it is only useful as long as we're in the 3D. As long as we stay in 3D, then we need the stimulation. So I found it a very, very useful exercise, really, for us to be able to move into what Angel Rose called the all of everything, that when we're in that place, we know then that we are one and we are complete and we feel that flow of love. And that's a beautiful place to be. And it's it, it, it seems such a difficult task, though, for us all in the sense that here we are in this world all trying to wake up and remember, and all looking for external means to do so. So that when we realize that we've got to come back and connect with ourselves and with God's source inside ourselves, that's when the awakening happens. So, but there's, but there's a real danger here, though, Ahanu, in in misinterpreting what we're being told, because, <clears throat> of course, I'm in the experience when I'm in the Akashic Records, you know, everything Source says I'm experiencing in myself. So I'm in the experience. And, and I suppose I have an advantage because of that. But, you know, what Source is saying is it's the, the problem is, is that we do perceive ourselves as individuals. And this is the problem. Okay, now it's not trying to take away an identity. It's trying to take away the fact of how you see that identity. And even in this dimension, you know, we need to be careful that when we say things like uh, God is within us, we're still, you know, we're still saying that we think that we're a separate person who needs to discover God inside of ourselves as individuals. But what I was hearing was no. The, that's the whole problem. The whole problem begins with the fact that we see ourselves as separate people. You know, we each feel we have a distinct uh, identity, a reality that is somehow different from other people. And we hear it in all sorts of phrases like, well, every person is unique and this and that, you know. Now, in the level, in the in the realm of the alter ego, all of that is true but not in the realm of what Source is saying today. In other words, we have to remember we're, we're always addressing very different levels when we're in the Akashic Records. And that's the one benefit that I've received from talking to Source about so many questions people ask me, is that Source will answer us at the levels that we're asking questions. All right, and it all does go together, but it has addressed, you know, evolution and catalyzation on the level of DNA and history. It's it's addressed uh, ways that we can personally reconnect. But today, because of the questions we were asking, it's basically saying that it, it's easy, actually, that all we really have to do is be willing to give up the idea that we're somehow a separate person with separate needs that, you know, has separate abilities and gifts and we're distinct from others. 
And, you know, we, we accept what we like and we discard what we don't like. And we're always judging in that way, picking things out to please us and get rid of, get rid, getting rid of things that don't please us. And, you know, source is saying that that's all alter ego stuff, you know, especially when we talk about relationships, like you mentioned, in terms of, you know, as long as the person does what you want them to do and fulfills the needs as you perceive that you have them, you stay with the person. Oh, I, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happily married. I'm happily with this person because, you know, I like them. They please me. They pleasure me. They do this. They do that. But then if they change at all, you know, if they gain weight or they aren't as attentive or something like that, then you fall out of love. And of course, we all know that that's all illusory stuff. It's all illusory. You know, none of that is real love. Because real love is all inclusive. But what this is saying clearly is that the truth is, is if you think of the whole entire universe, and of course, that means everything that we perceive is out there in terms of solar systems and galaxies and how vast that is and how vast that's still becoming because it's ever expanding. And you realize that you know, it has a movement, right? Planets turn, day and night happen, cycles happen. There's a flow going on in the universe. There's a motion, there's a movement. And we are all that. We are all of it. We aren't one tiny little dot that's somehow separated and disconnected from all of it. You know what it reminds me of? Um, you've mentioned this quite often, Ahana, where you see flocks of starlings. And uh, there's been pictures online and in Facebook and how they all seem to swoop together in one giant movement. You know, thousands of them all seem to move in in uh, in harmony with one another. There's no one starling that's saying, oh, I think I'm going to turn to the right. And then a couple seconds later, all the other starlings follow. No, they all seem to know. They all move together in synchronicity. That's that's a good vision of what I'm seeing in terms of us. We are all in that movement of the universe. And it's consciousness. It's a flow of consciousness and a flow of life that if we could just surrender to it, to the truth that we're in a movement with everything, everyone, everything, okay, and we flow with it instead of resist it and try to be different from it, then our lives would take on an immense, an immense power and an immense flow and movement. And that's what I feel Source was trying to say to us. It was saying that the alter ego that is a perception of a small self that has all these needs that it spends its whole life trying to fill or be stimulated or, you know, that that's the thing that gets us in trouble. That's the thing that causes us suffering because we're not in the flow of life. We take ourselves out of it and we start worrying about our little self and what it wants and what it needs. And, and that's when we get all caught up in this big illusion that causes us nothing but heartache in the end. Okay. So, to be in the flow of it all, you realize that you 
that it's all one magnificent thing. You know, think of everything we do perceive externally. All the flowers and trees and grass and land and mountains and, you know, water and rivers. Consider that you're it and it's you. It's all one action. All right. And it's, and you know, what Source was trying to point out is that we do have a single point of a a focal attention. In other words, that's why it used the analogy of the stars in the sky. When you look up in the sky and you see all those stars, it's saying, okay, you could consider that each one of you is a star in the sky. Only for an example's sake, that you have an ability to have awareness as a single point, focal point of consciousness. All right, and that awareness, you know, some people will say that that awareness is what got us into trouble in the first place, because as soon as you become self-aware, you do start to perceive a self. All right. However, there is a way to use that awareness where you're not perceiving a self, but you're, you're perceiving yourself as the whole universe and you're moving with it and flowing with it. And every thing that you think and everything you observe, you know, adds to the quality of, of the universe, the consciousness that's out there. You either contribute a wonderful magical perception or you you contribute a separatist downstepped version of consciousness so everything you do does affect that motion and that movement that's what it's trying to say so we we need to be careful that we don't get caught up in our own personal uh, evolution our own personal mastery as distinct from the mastery of everything Okay, so I hope I'm making that clear. Because when I was in it, I was in the records this morning. I'm in the motion of it. You know, I'm in that flow. I'm moving like those starlings. And I'm becoming aware that it's all us. You know, all our sisters and brothers, we're all in this giant action. And it's quite different. It's quite a different experience. And a quite a different perception than when you're perceiving yourself as a singularity that is moving on its own okay so i hope i make that clear here it's funny angel rose that you should mention about the starlings and the stars in the same sentence really because i wrote about this in my book the reincarnation of columbus where i talked about the starlings and the beauty of the motion the motion together as one consciousness, yet they retain their individuality. And what struck me, though, at the time was the name. As you know, I'm really fascinated by names. I think there's far more to names than what we realize. And we would call an earthling somebody from earth. So therefore, a starling must be from the stars. And it's fitting that you would describe the starlings like that in the same sentence as when you talk about the stars. And I think we're all starlings. So therefore, we should all be flowing as one motion. Yeah, it's one movement of life. And I and I think, you know, it, it makes you look at everything quite differently when you consider that you're we're all in one movement together, one action. All of a sudden, it dissolves the whole perception of enemies or something 
out there attacking you when you just surrender to the flow of life. And, you know, it makes me think of Jay Krishnamurti, who um, I used to love reading his books. You know, he's, he, he was, I, I remember when I first got his books, I was probably in my 30s. I would read what he was saying and I'd be scratching my head saying, now what exactly is he talking about? Because obviously I had not had those experiences. I was definitely not in the consciousness that this man was in. But he would make comments like um, that he, he for hours a day he would just observe the flow of life. I mean he actually could see it. He could actually see a, some sort of a flow and he'd watch this action and he'd watch life flow in and out of this building and that building and up this hill and down this hill and through him and through others and you know he had the ability to look and see at those levels and he would often talk about the fact that you know, thoughts in the mind got us into trouble, you know, this whole separatist idea. But this man was pure peace. I mean, when whenever you saw him or witnessed him, even the way he would speak to people, was he was never talking at a person in terms of you need to do this or that or we need to. It would always be in phrases like, let us explore, let us inquire, we are only asking, you know, things like this where he was all inclusive all the time and he made it, you know, a unified movement. You know, we're all in this together, we're all, you know, and the guy was just, didn't have a harmless bone in his body, you know, and yet he could clearly see and talk about the things that trip us up. So, that's what it makes me think of. You know, it, it's really different when you look out and you look at your the bushes outside or the trees outside and you realize you're in one flow with it and it is in you and you're in it. There is no division there. It makes it what you see quite different and how you look at people and feel about people and things quite differently. So I think Source is trying to really get us to understand the difference in terms of looking that way and realizing that way as a particular level of awareness rather than focusing only on our, you know, our bodies, our little lives, our, you know, what we're only interested in in terms of ourselves. Uh, so, you know, like I say, everyone needs to have the experience of it. And I suppose when people do use things like ayahuasca, what they're really looking for is some sort of connective experience like that. You know, like uh, when people say they use ayahuasca and they connect to the mother. You know, like they get an awareness that Mother Earth is alive, you know, as a consciousness, as a being. Um, what, but really all they need to do is they could have that experience all the time without the ayahuasca if they would just give up the idea of themselves <laughs> as separate. Uh, so I think, it, and we we're bringing this up partly because of some of the dangers that we know about when people do use hallucinogenics. Like we we did recently have a friend uh, basically kill herself uh, because what was coming up from her ayahuasca trips actually made her very depressed. 
and she was an ultra sensitive and could not cope with um, stuff that was coming up and it made her more confused about herself and who she was. She was desperately trying to find answers to life and its purpose and it went the other way on her and you know we call that when someone's template gets cracked you know and we've seen other people as well use hallucinogens and and drugs and end up crashing their core template uh, because of their unhealed issues you know they they can't handle it so this is one of the cautions that source has always given us about anything that anyone's going to use that is going to stimulate parts of the brain or produce chemicals that are going to take you to a, an alternate version of reality. Now, some people may come back from those trips and really understand the consciousness of Mother Earth or of other things. And of course, those are always valuable. But you do have to integrate what you're what you have happened in a vision into your body and into your life. And the problem is, is if you, you can't serve two masters, you can't have an awareness of all that is and that you're in this glorious oneness and then try to come back and live as an ego. I mean, they don't go together and this is when you see a lot of distortions happening in people and imbalances. So... You know, it's the reason why Source Today is really bringing it all back to consciousness itself and what we choose about ourselves and how we perceive. So, you know, those things can be changed in moments. I mean, if you make a decision that you're more interested in being in the flow of life and being more aware of the one action of everything, you're that you're you're in a relationship flow with everything it's flowing in you you're flowing in it there's no division and your thoughts and your you know how you look contributes to the quality of that movement that's very different than saying i want i want i want i need i need i need what about my little life what about my little survival what about if i'm getting water today you know, it's very different. And so it's trying to say you can choose in the moment what you, you know, you're always choosing in the moment, actually, which self you want to energize, which one is going to be true for you. And if you pick the small self, you're always going to be in suffering and you're always going to be in lack and want because that's that's the nature of separating yourself off from the flow of life so but if you just make a choice that you're willing to be part of the movement of the whole universe you know you surrender to that to the flow of life all sorts of other things start to happen and that can be a decision that you make in the moment and you can see the effects of it in the moment it doesn't have to be a, a really long hard arduous process and, and here's the other thing, and I know you want to say something, Ahana, but if we only stay focused on the damaged little ego, and we always try to heal our damaged little ego, that's a never-ending process. It never is ending. 
because the ego isn't real. It's always going to come up with one other issue, one other thing that it's not happy about, that it feels incomplete about or in lack about. You know, it's, it's, it's never going to let you have peace because that's not what its purpose is. Its purpose is to remain separate and to be looking at itself in a, in a selfish way, disconnected from others and only interested in itself. So they're real, real different perceptions and they're based on very different choices. So I think with Source answering us today, it's trying to give us a perspective. Well, Angel Rose, I'm glad you did answer those questions very, very eloquently because one of the things that we always strive to do is not only to raise these consciousness issues, but also to provide the solutions. And we raised the issue today about marijuana and ayahuasca and various other hallucinogens and all the other stimulants that we can think of, whether it be entertainment or sex or alcohol or smoking or whatever it might be. It could be just something simple, but yet it's very big because we treat ourselves as separate. And the thing we always strive to do is to look to help people by way of providing the the avenue out, the road out, the the method to overcome that. And you have done that, and that is to go inside and basically realize that you are not separate at all. That this this stimulant that you're looking for, the connection, is is an ego construct. It's an invention. It's not real. And therefore, that struggle or that endeavor to find the connection outside of yourself will be there forever, will be never ending, and will never you never find peace. So I'm glad you did raise that. Now, in the last few minutes that we have, Angel Rose, we we want to thank our sponsor, of course, this week, which is Diamond Sun Hosting, which has been consciously hosting your spiritual website since 1993 at diamondsunhosting.com. But more importantly, I want to extend out the invitation to people to sponsor these episodes if you'd like, and we'll mention you as a sponsor and promote your spiritual business, or indeed if you'd like to come on the show and discuss your passion or your spiritual business, do contact us at worldofempowerment.com. Now do remember that most Sunday mornings we do the group Akashic Record sessions on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And to find out more information about that, do go to worldofempowerment.com and sign up there. So next week, it could be you on our Saturday morning radio shows. So, Angel Rose, we do need to leave it there. I know you do need to wrap it up and, and close the session. So let's turn it back to you for a moment, and then we'll bring the entire session to a close. Well, I just want to remind people, Ahano, that tomorrow, Sunday, is a free session. It's the first Sunday of the month. First Sundays of the month are always free Akashic Record group sessions online. So if you want to register for that, where do they go in worldofempowerment.com, Ahano? Where do they actually find that registration? It's all over the page, Angeros. Just register. Just sign up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Fantastic. All right, that's all I have to say today. We appreciate you listening to us today. And like Ahanu said, if you feel you have an interesting topic or you know someone who does, do contact us and we will uh, follow it up. 
Thank you so much for listening. Okay, until next Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, we send you our love, our blessings, and thank you for listening to myself, Ahanu, and to Angel Rose on the Honest to God series. And as we say in Ireland, Slán, Agus Benach, today, live galere. Mm-hmm.